Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party in Apex Legends podcast, hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going, man? It's going really well, Shay. It's kind of cooled down a little bit, I feel like. Um, Knock on wood. Yeah, so the studio isn't sweaty and burning hot, which is probably Mm -hmm. the biggest obstacle for us in our history of podcasting is just the heat. We're not used to that. The heat has been a strong adversary, to say the least. Mm -hmm. I'm in this in-between time where I'm like, do I return my AC and save a couple yeah. bucks or do I keep it in the unit because I have rentable AC uh, at my apartment and I, I'm still holding on to it and we'll, we'll reassess at the beginning of October. <laughs> I think that's wise because normally, at least in Seattle, last couple of years, September has been hot. Like yeah. It's been hot, mm-hmm. so we'll see. We'll see. I'm ready for the cold, though. Me I know too. I'm like a weirdo in that, but like I, I love the rain. I love I love the snow and I love the cold. And so, pants weather makes you feel more stylish. You know me. <laughs> I like wearing a down jacket in in yeah. the studio. I, I yeah. I'm all about that. So. Puffy vest with this really sensitive mic. It's a match made in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not exactly, but I try to make it work. Oh, we got a fun episode. Uh, today, we're covering a lot of great Apex news, answering some questions. Almost, Honestly, a drama-filled episode. I almost feel like we're like MTV gossip style this time around, and I don't think we've ever really done that. So let us know if you like the show at all. Uh, before we dive into that, though, if you want a question answered in the show, ask it in our Discord channel man, for questions or leave it in the form of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts to guarantee it makes its way onto the show. Also, Give us a follow on Twitter at Kirk Rudoche at HB Burrison. Tweets coming left and right at you. If you want to support the show and participate in the up and coming third party invitational Apex Legends tournament, check out the link in our description for our Patreon. A couple weeks ago, maybe months now, we did a kind of overhaul of all of our benefits. So it's all up to date, beautiful, clean, very rewarding. Uh, and we just sent our request uh, to respawn for getting more codes for more tournaments. So if you want to be the first one to secure your spot, definitely join as soon as you can. Yeah, we'd love to have you over there. The support means a ton. Uh, first piece of news, though, let's dive right into it. So news coming in. Apex Legends Loba comic was recently dropped about last week, titled A Girl's Best Friend. A really fun one, honestly. I think it tells the story of Loba on a heist with Jamie and Samathe. Uh, Loba sees a beautiful fan during this time that her mom used to own, kind of distracting her from the original job, getting very sentimental, and goes for that instead, sets off an alarm, is welcomed by the owner of said fan who says he knew Loba would come when he found out who originally owned the fan kind of an interesting interaction that this guy was like he was waiting and he wanted Loba to come too yeah. he wanted her to try and steal it uh, Loba and Jamie kind of get into a fight or Loba gets into the fight Jamie comes to provide some backup save the day uh, it makes him easy work of the final guys I mean you're messing with the legend like I don't yeah. know what you're going to expect at this point uh, and they leave with the gems that they originally came to steal and Loba's mom's fan so quick little comic Honestly, any high level 
takeaways from you on this in terms of how Apex lore is shared or the story in of itself? I think I'm kind of a broken record at this point. I wish all this stuff could be archived in-game uh, to be able to look mm-hmm. at all these different comics and videos and lore. Um, so, yeah, on the distribution side, I don't know if Twitter is the best way uh, for this to be distributed to the player base, but I do like to see it, and I'm glad I follow them. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think on the content side of things, it was cool. I loved getting the insight into the Legends lives outside of the games all the time. And we hadn't seen Loba's kind of friend Jamie in a long time, it's felt like. So kind of seeing that their relationship has continued since she joined the games was really cool. Seeing that there is this time outside of the games that she still is working as, you know, the best thief in the Outlands, stealing stuff in Samathe because she didn't show up for this fan. She showed up for gems. Like, yeah. She's winning games, making money, and then I guess either stealing gems for the thrill or she's just got to live a really lavish life. Uh, That's kind of one of the funny things I was looking at. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I think obviously the big takeaway from this and, you know, hints upon hints of it, but we're probably looking at some version of Loba's heirloom uh, that will come in the future uh, with this fan, which, I mean, what do you think? It's obviously different than any, if, caveat if it comes you know there's always the chance for a switch up but it seems pretty heavily implied what do you think though if we get this because it is quite different from the you know knives and swords and axes that we're used to that really take people out (laughs) i love it you know if we can bring Mm -hmm. a weaponized fan into the heirloom lineup i'm a huge fan of that i think it would match loba's personality really well and you know these days it's all about the inspects you know that's what makes or breaks a great heirloom and uh, so I think we could do some really cool things with some sort of sharp fan or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm excited about it if it comes. Yeah. I mean, even if they don't like weaponize it or anything, I mean, this is a, we'll see who, who in the audience maybe gets this one. But like, you know, I'm thinking of uh, Avatar The Last Airbenders. We got the Kyoshi Warriors who have their fans and, and they're like, they use them to fight and stuff all the time. And, uh, I think it can obviously be really cool. And like you said, set up for some really cool inspects and animations. And I'm a fan of the uniqueness, pun intended, 100%. Uh, anything that's different from kind of the status quo of the knives, I think, have been something we've tried to give attention to uh, as of late. As I think they're quite cool. I think people are also coming around, just random, slightly connected. But I've been seeing some Watson heirloom love, and this reminded me of that, like separate from the knife stuff. I think people are coming around, and we got flamed for kind of liking that and rating it highly. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely fans of the fan, and mm-hmm. anything that's unique uh, is definitely going to catch our eye on the heirloom front. Let's dive into the drama of today's Apex News show. Um, we got some. Apex Legends controversy with the pro player, uh, his Watson. A little background information before we kind of dive into the story of this. Um, His Watson and Apex security employee and pretty popular Twitter follow generally for folks in the Apex community known as hideouts. They've got kind of a rocky past. They've gotten into it a few times, don't seem to get along. Um, 
you know, it's, I think you could pretty confidently say that they've bro- both gone at each other. Uh, and so it's not like this uh, one-sided thing, 100% from our perspective, what we've been able to see. But that's the background. Yesterday, though, 9-6, for anyone who's listening to this after the release day, and it's not yesterday, uh, there was some leaked DMs between his Watson and the known cheater slash leaker and person that sells cheats in the apex scene um the dms show his watson reaching out to this cheater after he was having issues with his account and games being ddos supposedly and his watson was asking if the person knows what's going on with his games the cheater responds by saying to ask hideouts and that he's not paid to fix his games His Watson responds to this comment saying, I hate hideouts too, and I want to clown on him, clown him on Twitter. I feel like we could both mutually benefit from you telling me what you know. And if you know exactly who it is, I don't care. I don't report cheaters. I don't get paid to fix his games either. Hideouts is also ignoring me on purpose. That's kind of the highlight of this, I guess, drama or controversy, but it does continue. The person his Watson is speaking with says that it's probably him, essentially implying that he's the one messing with his Watson's account. I don't know if it's the DDoSing. I don't know if it's the killing him in game as a cheater, but kind of implying that he's the one messing around with them. Um, Watson then tries to like confirm this, saying he doesn't care, just wants to know what's happening so he can flame EA on Twitter. Um, his Watson essentially kind of saying, I don't care if you're cheating. I just want to you know, mess with EA hideouts and stuff on social media. Um, after that leaked, his Watson responded to Thornton Smash, who was kind of one of the people that reposted this and brought a lot of attention to the subject, saying, quote, all of what I said is public information. One, I hate EA. Two, I hate hideouts, but I usually only go after him specifically when he says something first. Three, I don't report cheaters. I messaged him because I figured he knew it was happening to my account. Literally admitted to doing it. Um, and then the next high profile response to this response is Faze Snipedown coming in, responding to the comment saying, quote, I mean, going out of your way to reach out to a known cheater, asking him to help you to mutually benefit by fueling your dislike towards EA and a specific member of their team, specifically to flame them publicly, He's 100% out of pocket. Good luck with this one. His Watson responds to Snipe Down saying, this is not what happened. I DM'd him to try and find out why my account was being kicked out of games. When he made it clear he was going to tell me, wasn't going to tell me, I closed the DMs. The quote-unquote hate I was going to post was just going to be me explaining what he was doing is even possible. Okay. That's the drama. And that last thing is kind of interesting. Like his Watson, I think, genuinely believes that, you know, he was doing the right thing because he wants to expose that, hey, this new, either new thing or not as popular problem with someone either like taking over his account, kicking him out of games, DDoSing his games is actually happening. And that's what he kind of wanted to take the social about with these DMs. Obviously, we didn't get that far uh, in the conversation. But the general response from the community has been interesting, kind of with people on both sides. There's a lot of fans coming to his Watson's defense, saying he's just protecting his brand. No big deal. EA and AAA game game devs don't care about cheating, and they're going to need the push either way on Twitter. And then you got people on the other side of this stating it's pretty poor look for the pro scene. 
A lot of people think he could even end up getting in trouble or even banned from the pro scene due to EA probably not liking pros working with hackers and maybe even more specifically someone that is known for selling cheats as well, no matter the reason, much less to also kind of harass a developer. A lot of stuff, obviously, right there I just threw at you. Maybe just give, before we maybe even break it down or talk about it more, give some gut instant reactions to hearing it for the people. Yeah, the, the gut reaction is shocking. We never yeah. have drama like this. Like I know, this is so new. Been covering <laughs> the game for two and a half years. It's like, this has never happened. So shocking, uh, to say the least. A um, couple of the things I can say right off the bat are that EA does care about cheaters. Full stop. You know, mm-hmm. I think some players might get that twisted after going on Twitter and following some high-level players. The fact of the matter is, there is an anti-cheat, there is a team, and cheaters is a constant battle back and forth. Cheaters get better, anti-cheat gets better, banning gets better, cheaters get better. So it's kind of yeah. it's a constant struggle. I think they definitely care. Um, so to assume otherwise is just gonna be incorrect um you know my thought about the situation with his watson is he is an incredible player um Mm -hmm. i definitely have respect for him however when you are one of the best players in the world that puts a big target on your back um for bad things to happen to you people to attack you try to tear you down and when you kind of disrespect, turn your back on, talk down to the team that is there to support your game and to protect you from from people trying to hurt you. Mm -hmm. We're kind of seeing that that doesn't really work out. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's hard to really feel bad um, because of the whole situation that it's kind of warranted that he's not, he's, his Watson got desperate and did something that is seemed to be very inappropriate because he had no other option because he burned those bridge. Like that's, yeah. that's tough. And I, I don't think his Watson has no merit and maybe being frustrated as well. I'm sure he doesn't get to this point without truly feeling like him and hideouts kind of like the main guy in charge of band security and stuff aren't getting along and aren't seeing eye to eye. Like you kind of were saying, it's a tough bridge to have burned. Um, you know, it, it, there is some goes both ways on that. We know that the uh, Apex developers aren't always the, you know, I don't want to say like mean, but like not the most, it's not the most structured responses all the time. I actually really like that on like community interaction and stuff. I think it's quite interesting and honest and open versus kind of like the fake PR talk we get from so many game companies. But obviously, it's, you know, his Watson is an example of someone that's been rubbed the wrong way by this kind of interaction and such. Um, Yeah, I'm never a fan of someone trying to, you know, expose EA or, you know, flame someone that's working for the company that's, you know, turned into your livelihood and uh, provided you with a lot in your life, even though the game's not perfect. Like you were saying, it never will be perfect um, with kind of the battle of, Cheaters versus non-cheaters. Um, yeah, I think it's it's a tough thing to kind of take a side on and talk about it. It is some weird drama for sure. 
I also have to name drop a little bit um, because the third party is pretty close to all this drama um, <laughs> that the same hacker cheater leaker that is wrapped up in all this with his Watson. We about a year ago during a early access play of the game, were able to fight back against them, report <laughs> them for breaking into our lobby. And they then got their YouTube channel banned instantly no strikes yeah. no nothing ea took them out so mm-hmm. we're kind of on the right side of history i think uh, <laughs> after everything came to be yeah and i think we also do get the benefit of we're not playing this game 14 hours a day seven days a week and when you play the game that much you experience different things than the regular player base which is why we always say it's sometimes hard to relate these streamers and pro players experience to yourself because the bugs and cheaters and stuff they're going to run into, odds are you won't ever see, um, which is kind of a hard balance to strike as well. And I think this is kind of a case of maybe that coming to a fold. Um, speaking of the you know cheating function and stuff and us taking part in reporting, uh, I think what this conversation does bring up is a question of. You know, his Watson says, it's not my job to, you know, fix the game. It's not my job to report people and stuff. Do you think players that play a video game have a responsibility to report cheating when they see it? Just at a really high level, gaming yeah. all around, non-Apex specific. High level, moral compass, sure. You should do the right thing, report something that isn't right. Uh, absolutely. I don't personally think that those reports are the most effective way at countering Mm -hmm. cheating. Um, And I think they can be exploited a little bit, you know, just reporting your friends as a, as a prank. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's the best system. So is it a absolute responsibility to, you know, deputize yourself to be the police of apex? I don't personally think that. Um, What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. Like, moral compass is great. Like, I'm all about reporting if it's actual cheating, obviously. Like you were kind of saying, there's a, it's not a perfect system. I see, like, clips crack me up all the time of people who get killed by somebody (laughs) very good reporting them for cheating when it's obvious they weren't cheating just out of frustration. So, and that's the reason it's not a perfect system. You don't report someone and they're immediately banned. Um, And because of that, I don't think that it's it's monitored very well either. So, yeah. It's tough. Knowing the knowing the interest the intricacies, I don't know, I'm struggling with that word lately. Behind it would be fascinating to me. But, you know, it's definitely one of the reasons you probably want a strong relationship with the developers when you are a high level player like yeah. this. Um, and that's one of the hard things. I, I think normally we don't dive into this news. That this kind of stuff. One, because it doesn't happen a lot, but two, because the drama, gossip, all that kind of stuff, he said, she said, that's not really up our alley. But I think the thing that at least hit home for me in terms of, you know, is this a serious issue was the fact that all the other really active esports uh, Apex pros on Twitter have really separated themselves from this controversy. No responses, no retweets, no likes, no quote tweets. No comments of any sort. And that's unusual. Um, 
you know, his Watson is like a pretty divisive figure in the scene. He's changed the game a lot and rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, I think, because he's freaking so good at the game and dominated them. But people still interact with him. Hal's always talking with him. Sweet's always talking with him. Uh, and the fact that those guys have kind of just said, hey, I don't want any part, I think speaks to like, maybe there's some nerves or maybe there is some like, oh, wait, is this actually kind of like a serious problem that could be happening, I guess. Because Snipe Down, X X pro at this point with no plans as far as we know yeah. to come back to Apex. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's interesting. I think both you and I think it's fascinating that it is kind of taboo to talk about it on Twitter uh, from a pro perspective. I think Mm -hmm. that leads directly into what could happen to his Watson for what has already gone down. Is just talking to a cheater warrants to be banned from the pro scene or banned outright or to, you know, never be helped uh, with whatever issue he's having. Mm -hmm. Like, what what could happen and maybe what are other pros worried about as well that could happen to them? Yeah, I think as far as we know and I've seen, there's a lot of people saying like, hey, this could be a problem, you know, that they could see EA being they could see a pro interacting with someone that is a hacker, a known hacker who's caused issues with directly leaking stuff in the past publicly you know interacting with this and having these conversations that's reason for a ban or a suspension or something and it's weird because apex's pro league probably isn't well structured enough to warrant like how you would go about doing a ban or suspension so i think it's pretty likely that probably don't get anything like super serious uh to come out of this in terms of any sort of uh punishment but i think that is kind of the fear of people floating that concept out so the pros are probably saying like you know what i'm just going to stay away like absolve myself unless maybe something more official is said then maybe we'll get some more opinions on the topic um that's kind of the hunch though at least on my side of things yeah i find it fascinating because i'm interested to see what will happen because from my perspective it's all just talk you know like Mm -hmm. Is Watson hasn't necessarily done anything against terms of service. Like, yeah, there yeah. there may not be some legitimate rule breaking, but is it possible that this, you know, emotional attack on a member of the respawn team and mm-hmm. just speaking with someone who does break the terms of service warrants any sort of punishment? I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm going to be really fascinated to see, and this will definitely impact the future of the pro scene, uh, regardless mm-hmm. of what happens. Yeah, it'll be interesting to monitor, and we may very well have an update next week for you guys. Um, next piece of news, though, we're talking more pro scene stuff, kind of. In a viral clip as of recently, Nick Merckx, the largest Apex Legends streamer uh, on his stream, shared some thoughts on how the Apex rank system needs to change. Nick Merckx kind of went out and says, and pretty passionately, as Nick does, which is part of the allure, says that Apex needs to do more to satisfy its community, stating that top players don't even care about ranked in its current form, and the only way to change that is to incentivize people to play with more rewards. Nick Merckx specifically calls on Respawn to offer more support through the organization of tournaments and cash prizes. He said, quote-unquote, 
There's so many things you can do. You could have a tournament at the end of every split with the top players and ranked. A lot of pros would definitely care and grind it out. A little heirloom would be cool. And on top of that, there's just so many options. Skins, heirlooms, cash, tournaments, end quote. Uh, the streamer rounded off his suggestions by also asking why their ranked leaderboards are not available in-game and players have to go to a third-party site to access detailed rankings on the ranked leaderboards. I guess kind of... What What's your first reaction to hearing this stuff? These ideas and, you know, good, bad, possible, not possible. What do you think? Yeah, first things first. I mean, we've talked about ranked getting more challenging and how there Mm -hmm. needs to be more rewards in order to keep people engaged to play ranked. Um, So this Mm -hmm. is definitely right out of our uh, playbook in terms of what we would like to see for ranked. Um, I also have to say that competitive or professional Apex has come a long way, even in the last six months to 12 months. ALGS prize pools have skyrocketed. Viewership has skyrocketed. New teams are coming out. Like, I think professional Apex is in a major growth period. Um, so I can agree with some of these. Some of them are a little outlandish in terms of their feasibility. I don't think uh, we're going to be creating heirlooms for just pro players uh, from tournaments or, or something like that. I think that's probably very unlikely but you know it's important to say that the algs has grown a lot we're in a growth period we're not experiencing like a plateau of Mm -hmm. things for pro players and competitive apex we're only growing you know year over year and so Mm -hmm. don't panic i think it's, it's possible that nick merckx was uh thinking that there was a real panic and a drought of opportunities and content. I really don't think that's the case given where we started from. Uh, things are getting better and better. Yeah. I think there's definitely been some frustration from the pro scene around the lack of clarity on ALGS year three at this point, which I imagine is part of where this maybe comes from. Um, but yeah, I think obviously just stuff is all on the up and up for the most part. And I get it. Like what he's saying, like, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a small portion of the audience, the top pros that are dominating the top levels of ranked, not enjoying the ranked grind. So yeah, how much does that matter? Like, honestly, because I want those people to enjoy the game. They're also the huge minority, but I think what hopefully Nick's getting at is, is there stuff here that can trickle down to be enjoyment for everybody and these ideas and you know fun features in the game are good like doing tournaments in game are awesome like you see that in rocket league Fortnite, other fps games they do these limited time tournaments where it's like enter within the next 10 minutes and then it's like a huge bracket style thing really cool function like we love that kind of stuff ideas like that are great you know we've talked about rewarding heirloom shards rewarding like special skins on the seasons as well to different uh finishes at ranked would be awesome making it more rewarding to continue to play i mean stuff like cash prizes and top finished ranked player tournaments is tough like that'd be cool but it's just you know tougher ask i think when we look at things from a high level 
but there's definitely some stuff in here I'd love to see. And I love Nick kind of using his platform to share stuff that's very community first, because based off of what we know, it's probably a pretty unrealistic thing at this point. We've seen a dip in LTMs. We've seen the conversation around cross-progression, the conversation around private lobbies come and disappear. And so to go from those almost being here to now not being spoken of and asking for something else, just like putting like on the the serious face, it just doesn't seem like this kind of stuff could happen as great as it would be uh, for the players potentially. My biggest like shock or anticipation for the future of ranked and apex is why did we make more crazy changes this season you know like the distribution was looking so good at the end of last season after we got that released i don't know what the goal is um and i think it's hard for players when you know your skill is constantly moving you know one season you grind really hard you're in gold next season you're in diamond it just it seems weird because the whole structure changes, rewards change. How do you know that you're good and should you be grinding when the target is always moving? So I'm kind of curious to see what that's all about. I don't know if we're going to be getting all these specialized tournaments uh, happening in the near future, but uh, I'm still enjoying Ranked. I love the passion about this stuff. I think at the end of the day, that's what I love taking away from this. And that's really fun that people want more. And that's kind of the best thing, I think, to take away at the high level from Apex. Because if people were kind of just done leaving the game, that'd be a worse problem to have. Um, And we're not at that point. But last piece of news, speaking of Nick Merckx, if you are really into the pro scene, um, G2 Gent is officially joining Nick's pro team, the ALGS team, tripods officially. A little controversy around the third member leaving. If you've been following it closely, obviously you kind of know what we're talking about. If not, not really super worth getting into. But I think really we just wanted to share this because Nick's a big streamer, G2, very good, very impactful player. And I think it should signal that, hey, if you still are on the Nick is not good at Apex and is not good for esports, Guys, hate to break it to you. Nick plays the game a lot, and uh, he's pretty dang talented at it at this point. And it's going to be really exciting to see him in the pro scene. It's only good for the eyeballs on the competitive scene of Apex Legends. It's super great to see. So I'm excited to see them compete. Um, Should be exciting for the future of the Global Series. Yeah, for sure. With that, though, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back. We're going to wrap things up now with two quick questions uh, before we call it for the day. And the first question is coming from JDM Dragon on Discord. Hey, third party pod, could pilot Jack Cooper end up being a legend considering he got the Apex bread card from Blisk at the end of Titanfall 2? That's what Rampart got to get in the games. What do you think, Henry? Yeah, definitely love talking about lore, uh, Titanfall mm-hmm. lore, Apex lore. Um, to be honest with you, we don't really know what the Apex Predator card is. <laughs> um, you know, multiple legends have had one presented to them by Blisk. It's weird to me. Uh, to be honest, lore wise, we try to keep pretty up to date on things, but 
I am personally very confused as to what Blisk's role is right now in the Apex yeah. games. I think with Silva and what's going on with the Syndicate, it's kind of confusing to see how the Apex games are governed in lore. Mm-hmm. Um, but it at, at one point, we kind of assumed that if you got this card, you were just a straight shot to the front of the line to qualify for the games. But then we also know that some legends have been trying out for years and that there's different qualifications to get into the arena versus the Apex game. So it's really convoluted. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't know. And I don't even know if the writers know at this point. It's really complicated. I mean, I, I think my hunch is that, yeah, like Snicket was fully in control for a very long time. Blisk was the top dog running anything. Back in those days, if you got that card, like you were saying, didn't matter who was trying to qualify, you're in. We saw it with Rampart. That's the precedent that was set. So I'm going to believe that. Um, yeah, it was the same card as uh, Jack and Titanfall 2. Obviously, that was not the planned meaning of it back in the day. And I think is more of a callback to Blisk in that game and that he obviously cared about those. That's how you joined the Apex Predators. Not so much the Apex games. It then translated into that. Um, but on to the di- idea of Jack joining the games. Like To me, the story pathline as of now, and we theorized it a handful of times, but the story shifts is, you know, Lisk is losing control of the games right now. He's Silva is impacting things, and he doesn't seem to be picking and choosing who goes in. The power struggle within the syndicate's big. Maybe he calls on an old ringer, an old pilot buddy, Jack oh, Cooper, yeah. to come in and say, hey, I need you to get all these Silva plants out of here and show that I am the top dog when it comes to talent recruitment. And maybe that's how he finds his way uh, into the games. But I think you're right that there's a lot of question marks and how that system works. And uh, we would love to kind of get more of an established reasoning or at least updated reasoning on what's going on. And that's with me ignoring the whole pilot joining the Apex Games thing. But Maybe yeah. maybe the suit's old enough where he could have like a really toned down version of all the, those abilities and stuff. <laughs> yeah, keep the dream alive. Uh, yeah, well, that's a the dream's one. alive until the game's dead. Like at the end of the day, yeah. it's the same universe. So until we time travel and he's definitely dead, the dream's alive. <laughs> keep it that way. And last question for the day coming from Zingor. Going from the Discord, hello, third-party pod. I've been hard-stuck bronze for three seasons now. My KD is 0.5, and I can't figure out why I can't progress. I figure it might be Smurfs, but I can't be certain any help from the pod. Well, you're in the right place. Yeah. To, uh, to get the, uh, the tips and tricks and to learn how to play the game. Um, I, honestly, like when I, I'll be honest with you, Zinger. When I first read this, I was like, Oh, Smurfs, I don't, I don't think that's probably it. But at the end of the day, I'm sure you have run into a handful of Smurfs with people. I mean, that's where you are at the beginning. You're playing with the bronze people. And so I'm sure that you've had your handful of share of it and it feels pretty oppressive. But we put that aside. I don't want to have that be the reasoning for why we're kind of you know struggling at this point. Three seasons, KD is still a 0.5. 
at the end of the day, there's a so much, I think, strategy that goes into Apex and how to be smart, how to play ring, how to play for wins and play the beacon, all that kind of fun stuff. We've kind of always been on the frame of mind, though, when you're at that lower level, that it's just about reps and getting your aim better, understanding one or two legends so you can have those abilities kind of locked and loaded and how consistent you play them, how you know their kit like the back of your hand. But truly, we've kind of, I think, and you can feel free to take a different perspective if your thoughts have changed on this since, but we've kind of been like on that frame of mind of get into as many fights as possible so you can practice shooting your guns as much as possible when you're early. And it's all about the repetitions. Once you get into the gold range, then we can probably start talking about strategies to continue to climb. Yeah, I mean, what I can add is good on you for playing ranked for three seasons. Um, Yes. That's pretty impressive, uh, given how difficult uh, it evidently has been. Um, You know, what I can say for advice is the current structure of ranked is you need to get top 10. So the way that you can get more top 10s in order to go positive, especially in those early ranked where ranked uh, categories where you're not getting punished too hard on entry costs, you need to be a little more uh, consistent or conservative with your drop locations. You know, Mm. not dropping contested is going to massively increase your overall um, like placement in ranked just because by the end of round one, you're getting into that top 12, top 10 situation. So being a little bit more conservative on how you drop is going to be way better. And then I definitely think just playing for placement and introducing that strategy maybe a little earlier will be best. But in the long term, I think Shay's right. Getting more comfortable in gunplay and legends is going to do you the best. Listen to the pod. Listen to the pod. That's going to wrap up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to our producer of the Third Party 10 who supports us on Patreon. Hit the plus on Apple. Drop a follow on Spotify and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. 